Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. As always, my name is Mike Chisholm. As always, I am thrilled to be here. Uh, I love having conversations, real conversations with people um, directed a little bit towards some sort of wellness, some sort of improvement, some sort of ways that we can uh, take our shared experiences and learn from them ourselves and use them to teach others. So maybe uh, we can help people with uh, things that they're going through in their life. I love um, that this is a place for men. It's a safe place for men to gather resources, to gather information, to gather tools, and to share and to be a community. The He Changed It app is growing steadily. It's very interesting watching um, an app grow from the ground up and and the life cycle. And it's cool seeing guys take advantage of some of the resources that are within the app. If you haven't downloaded, he changed it yet. What the heck are you waiting for? Go to the Apple store, go to the Google uh, Play store, find he changed it, download it, throw it in your phone and uh, become part of the solution, which is what he changed it is all about. It's creating solution. Um, we would appreciate you sharing and subscribing to the podcast. That would be amazing for us too. That would help us get to the next level. Um, and I mean, it's not even us. I'm, I get the easy part. I get to just host this thing and, and other smarter people are there going and building. He changed it into something that is going to be really cool along the way. Uh, I am the one though that gets the front seat view and get to have conversations with people about um, some emotional subjects. Sometimes it's really, really emotional subject. Today is one of those days where there's uh, a guy that I'm going to be talking to who I really appreciate for a variety of reasons. Uh, we will get into it. And life has thrown him some curveballs, curveballs that um, difficult. And we're talking family dynamics here. You know, we've had some podcasts where we've talked about family dynamics and, uh, um, you know, sometimes the uh, the middle of the story can be the really, really hard part. And, and, and this story that we're going to talk about today is, 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 is a father who hasn't had, um, what he would consider, uh, you know, his view and, and his story and his, um, track record with his kids that he would like to have. And, and it, the result of that, uh, it's, it's the result rather, of, uh, of a marriage breakup. And I mean, how many of us have been through that or know people that have been through that? And, and I just appreciate Ian and his insights. Um, I want to get to know and set the table for this and talk about this. Ian Moore, thank you for taking time out of your busy day uh, to be part of this and to be vulnerable and to kind of uh, be willing to sharing your story and some of the things that you've gone through. Well, I appreciate you liking my story. I find it kind of odd that you're asking me. I um, just regular person um and that has well have gone through a tough time i um ended up uh going through divorce probably 12 years ago um and the sad part about it was is that um in the divorce as much as you lose your wife i lost my kids as well um and for many well you just keep trying and trying to get them back into your life and hopefully one day it'll work and uh yeah. so far um I had my youngest come back for a little while, um, and that was great at the beginning. And then later on found out she just was there to um, get what she could get out of me. And uh, the sad part is it was very hard on my mother. Um, she went the last seven years of her life not seeing her grandkids. Um, yeah. And uh, it um, and the sad part was it wasn't really any I, I, that I, well, there's always takes two to tangle, but anything that I really did, I was a good dad, tried my best. Yeah. Um, 
we were living beyond our means. I tightened the purse strings and all hell broke loose. And uh, well, well, let's 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 talk about this. How OK, so the divorce happened 12 years ago. Yeah. Right. And you've yeah. got two daughters. Yes. Yep. How old were your daughters at the time? When this started, they were seven and nine. OK. And how long had you been married? Um, four, we, well, our final divorce was 14 years. OK. So you're yeah. married for 14 years. Yeah. Uh, you go along with your ex. Um, you know, you live, live life, have a dynamic. And along the way, a few years later, that's when you start having children. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, at that point there, life was kind of the way that you thought, thought it was, was. going to be, you know, you, had an awesome you, became, wife. Yeah. you became a tradesman. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, um I was a tradesman before I had my family. Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate. Um, I like all young American or Canadian kids. We wanted to be hockey players yeah. and I didn't quite make it. And I, uh, I um, was out in Estevan, Saskatchewan, and my hockey was done, and I met a mason, and I'd been doing it ever since. Um, so we're talking like rock work, like yeah, really stone, specialized, brick. cool stone rock yep. work, fireplaces. Yeah, yep. I'm very um, proud of the stuff I've done around Kelowna. I've been in Kelowna now, my business, for 32 years, and um, done all the stonework, Kelowna Golf and Country Club. Okay, so yeah, if you haven't been to the Kelowna Golf and Country Club, and you have the opportunity to go there, and you see the amazing stonework around there, that's Ian right there. Yeah, um, my, I, I'm very proud of that. And <laughs> you're an artist. Said, you're not. You're an artist. And what's very cool about that <laughs> is my oldest daughter, Brienne, when I first started doing the work there, she was maybe six. Uh, so um, she has stones that are laid there um, in the front entrance. There's a couple purple stones that she wanted to lay and um, I let her <laughs> lay her. And, and, and the crazy thing is, is before this all happened, I was very involved with my daughters. Um, they were um, my life. Um, Brianne and I, we golfed together. We were doing Rockets games together. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, um, my ex wasn't happy with me anymore and life went, well, let's, went through a buzz at me. Let's let's talk about that. I mean, okay, so um, – and she was nine at the time? Yes. Okay, yeah. so, so this is your eldest and I mean yeah. you bring her up. So we'll just – so you're going through the motions of life, uh, marriage, that kind of thing. And, and God knows, you know, every marriage has its – you know, when, yeah. you, when you partner up with somebody, whether it's business, whether it's domestic, whatever – um, you got, it's about give and take and there's, there's all of the, the things in this. And this is, I want to be very, very clear. Um, not once have you ever, uh, diminished your ex in a way where you, your goal is not to bury your ex. You nope. have no, um, you're, you're classy when it comes to this stuff. Well, what I did when this first started, I went to counselors right away. My ex was a teacher, so we were very fortunate until we split up the dividends or the properties and stuff. I still yeah, had access to get um, to counseling with her medical plan and stuff. And um, that was a really good thing to do because, um, and still to this day, I will still see the same counselor from 12 years ago every so often just to have a chat. And Did you both do counseling um, to try and kind of resurrect the thing or was it? Um, uh, the sad part was, is we went through five counselors. She didn't like any of them. So. Okay. Um, and uh, so. Well, it, it, like you said, it takes two. Yes, exactly. It, it, it takes two to decide to be together. It I, takes I wanted the marriage to stay together. She didn't. So, and okay. so, and that's, and so if um, the counseling, then again, we had judges because it ended up into a custody battle and we had judges that ordered us counseling and things like that. But it was, um, well, she didn't like to hear what they were saying. And so a lot yeah. of counseling between the two of us wasn't very well. And my girls were supposed to get counseling and they got very little. And um, so there was a division that was, that was kind of one of those things where it was uh, impenetrable. And yep. that division was 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 one that yep. um, was not going to be rectified. 
Um, Now, was it when she was nine? Like, was that an instantaneous decision or was there a a year of of, of trying to figure it out? Or Um, was it fairly quickly? And we were in a nice trip to Hawaii. My two daughters wouldn't leave my side in Hawaii. And then we just happened to come home and I got the mail and found out we're spending a little too much. I tightened the purse strings and all hell broke loose. And, and, um, she grabbed my kids and ran. And, um, after that, um, it was just a battle to see them. And, um, I dropped over a hundred grand battling to see my kids. Um, um, she wanted sole custody. I went to court. I was fortunate enough. I did get joint custody, joint guardianship. But that I'm, wasn't the reality of what happened, happened though. No, you you were awarded, is, you were awarded that. But that the damage was, had been done. Yes. And so um, my girls, it was amazing. I hadn't seen them for three months. And then the th- um, again, a judge ordered a psychiatric evaluation. The girls had to come to see me and they were terrified of me in a matter of three months. And it's a heartbreaking. If, if I didn't live it, I wouldn't believe it that that could happen. That, um, your daughters can tell you to F off and at a very young age. And, um, just, it was, it was brutal. Um, and the sad part is it was like, I think I've mentioned before is it was very hard on my mom. Like all of a sudden she can't see your grandkids. And my um, granddaughter is, 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 uh, one of the greatest things in my entire life. Like I can't, this is a, this is a worst nightmare scenario for for me. When you told me your story, um, you know, I, I was, blown away by it. Um, I was blown away in particular, the way that you're able to kind of talk about it, the way that you do now, obviously took a lot of healing, uh, to get from where you were and the darkest, lowest point to where you are now. I mean, you still get oh. emotional about it. I mean, oh, I mean you might get emotional today talking about it, but, um, but, but the journey that you have taken to be able to communicate the way that you even are right now. And um, I, I was at a lot to, um, Ellen Maniego was a counselor and she summed it up very good to me. You have a bottle, you can only stuff it so full before that cork wants to pop. So you got to talk about it. And I was very fortunate. I had a lot of friends that were willing to listen to me. Um, later on now, the guys joke a little bit. They, my friends, so we thought we might find you, you know, dead in the corner somewhere because of the crap I was going through. And, but the nice thing is, is, they didn't run and hide. And, and it's kind of funny. Some of my friends had said, oh, oh no, here comes Ian. We're going to hear about your girls again. Um, but it was a good thing, a release for me because I talked about it. Um, and the nice thing was, is I had friends that were willing to listen. And I still, to this day, because um, anybody that has children know how much you love them. Like still to this day, like Brianne and I haven't. How we, old are they now? So they're uh, seven, nine at the time. 26 and, and 24 now. 26 and 24. I believe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and a bunch of crap in between and a bunch of silence in between. Oh, you bet. When was yeah. the last time you talked to either of them? Um, Lisa, my youngest, um, she was 19. She, I made my last child support payment and I got a text from her saying, I don't want to see you anymore. You got to respect that. And then Brianne, my oldest, I went to her grad with flowers in my hand and she told me to F off or she'll call the cops. And that's the last communication that I've had with my girls. And, um, but again, like, and I hate to sound the gloom and doom and everything, but, um, things happen for a reason. Um, you know, like I, I'm now remarried. I have a awesome stepdaughter. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad I, we're leading with that. Cause you are living, um, obviously you want your girls back in your life, obviously yes. like, like yeah. without question, but I'm really glad that uh, we're talking about this part 
this early in the podcast, you live a life right now that you got a lot of satisfaction. You got a lot oh. of good things happening oh. and, 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 and you've healed and accepted, or well, maybe the other way around, maybe accepted and healed, <laughs> um, um, the horrible part of that situation. Um, and, and you've, you've kind of, I sum it up very well. Um, I you do, in, which is why I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, I, I, I fell into a bucket of shit and came out smelling like a rose. Um, I was very fortunate. Um, I met, um, while I was going through this, um, grieving process, if you want to call it by losing my girls. Um, I met, um, awesome lady, Bonnie, and, uh, she was a widow that was grieving and, uh, she had a daughter that had just lost her dad and, um, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Um, all of a sudden, um, we met and we became very good friends and now we've been together for almost 12 years, I think too. And, uh, well, it's funny when you and I had our, our, our kind of heart to heart where we decided that, yeah, this would be a, a pretty neat exercise having you on here to kind of talk about this. Um, I watched you with Savannah that day mm -hmm. and, and, and seeing you with that, uh, that how old is she now? She's now 17. Yeah. She's 17 years old. Yep. And, and seeing you two, like that was your buddy. Yep. That was your little buddy. We were in a memorabilia store. Uh, we, we've yep. got a common, a friend of ours who a good friend of ours who owns a, a store we both frequent and, and, and you know, yep. sports and memorabilia. And she's your little buddy. Like she was, she was like yep. attached to your hip. And, and you talk about how the Lord works in mysterious ways. I don't know if that's, if that's a, uh, and I'm going to ask you about that. I'm going to ask you if that's a, uh, a turn of phrase or if no, there's some faith that you got there that has helped to get you through this. I want to talk about that, but how good does it feel to have that? And how, I mean, it must be to the point where you're really grateful for some of the things that people take for granted because you've had that oh, dynamic pulled, pulled away, away from, from you. you. Oh yeah. yeah. You know it. And I, <laughs> I, I hear stories where dads don't pay child support and it just drives me crazy. You know, or they, um, this person doesn't want to see their kid and I'm going, wow, how can you not, you know? And cause I fought so hard and, um, has gone through so much like they're, you know, Christmases and birthdays and you never, you don't get that. You're waiting for that call on father's day and it doesn't come. And, uh, you know, the nice thing is now Savannah, I do get that card on father's day and, uh, um, Bonnie, um, you know, um, treats me very well. And, um, and, and the nice thing, well, just this father's day and, and, and Facebook it's, I know it's trivial for a lot of people, but it, the little thing sometimes, mean a lot on there when, you know, Bonnie says, I appreciate Ian for stepping up for Savannah and things like that. And it just, and she throws that out publicly. She yes, throws that out yeah, publicly. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, makes a guy feel really good. And, uh, um, you know, I, I'm very proud of myself that I didn't, uh, blow myself away in the deepest, darkest times, because there was a time that uh, the court said I couldn't see my daughters and I'm going, what the heck is going on? So let's, yeah. I want to talk about that. I want to ask yeah. you when the darkest moment was, but before we do, I just want to distinguish with that. Again, we're not burying, we're not trying to bury anybody or anything here. No. You went through some shit. Um, you've got your side of the story. There's the other side of the story. I mean, there's many official documents though, showing your side and, and how yep. things were supposed to be. They weren't that way. Um, you know, you, one of the things is someone saying, well, why, why is your mom mad at your dad? Well, she won't do something with the mortgage. Like, yeah. like, why would a kid be uh, able to say that kind nine, of stuff? Right. Yes. And so it, we're not burying anybody, but at the end of the day, it, if a, you, if you read all, just read everything, mm -hmm. it I, will look very much like, um, Ian got a shitty deal out of this. Oh, oh definitely. And, yeah. you know, and, and again, we're not trying yeah. to bury anybody. Yeah. Um, but there was a point where the courts 
were listening to some of the stuff that was being said. And then it turned out later on that was all unfounded. Yes. But the courts actually said you couldn't see the kids. For three months, yes. Three Until months. Until we got in front of a judge, yes. Was that the darkest point of the whole thing or did it get darker um, afterwards? That was probably, probably the darkest just because you want to go and see your kids and you can't because um, all of a sudden you could end up in jail. or um, And you know your heart. Or, you know you're not a... A bad guy. No, yeah. No. And uh, and that was what was the toughest. And more so after the three months and I did finally get to see my daughters and to see them terrified of me, that was very heartbreaking, you know, because um, like they were screaming and crying and didn't want to be near me. And yet three months before we were in, You're in Hawaii. Hawaii and my daughter wouldn't leave my side scuba diving um, and things like that. And it just... Um, Later on, I got involved with a fella um, who wrote a book called Divorce Poison. Dr. Warshak was his name. Um, he wrote a book called Divorce Poisoning, and um, he really helped me as well. He was a good counselor. He himself or the book or both? Um, both. both. So, okay, because there are going to be guys, whether it's in 2021 or 2028 or 2045, there are going to be guys who listen to this podcast and see yep. or view this podcast yep. who are going through this shit. Exactly. And, and, and that's why it you're not the first guy that this has happened to. Most of us as men have met somebody who has gone through divorce and it has not gone their way to say the least. Uh, never mind all the other things that could be said, but we're being as positive as we can here. Um, would you recommend that book? Oh, definitely. And I've passed it on. And it's a sad part is and that and, it's called and, Divorce Poison. Yes. By okay. Dr. Richard. Uh, yeah. Dr. Richard Warshak. Okay. And um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but this no, is the success yeah. leaves clues. So yeah. too does survival. Survival yeah. also leaves clues. Yeah. And, and, and you are a survivor. And again, I just so much, um, I've got so much respect for you Appreciate going through it. what you've going through, uh, what many would consider a worst nightmare scenario. You got yeah. guys who are in that scenario right now. So yep. these are, this is, this is where this is, this, I'm, and, I'm really and, grateful that you can drop these clues. I have a very good buddy right now that's going through it. And, um, um, that's why I know the book well right now. Cause I've just dug it out recently to him and passed it on to him. And, uh, and I just, uh, hopefully, um, cause when I first started this, I never realized how often it happens. It's called parent alienation syndrome and there is a title for it. And, um, when I first started, I went on to YouTube and looking at things. I'm going, wow, I'm not the only guy. And then, like you say, you you tell people about it. You go, oh, yeah, I've got an uncle that went through that. And That's what he changed is all about. Yes, exactly. It's us yeah. connecting instead yes. of going into our little silos yes, exactly. and being alone. Which and so and that's what I can do, right? suggest to people that are going through this, if you can. And and like I say, from my counselor, she said, talk about it the most. Let it out. Um, get it out. Because if you bottle it up, it just festers. And uh, and then, like I say, I'm very fortunate that I had a lot of good friends and um, that were willing to listen. And like I say, and some of them later on said they would like to have ran away and not hear the stories because <laughs> some of them are. But because uh, the gloom and doom for a while, you know, when you're going through it, uh, you're not always cheery. And um, like I say, uh, until um, I guess it's probably just been in the last five, six years that it's really not, not that it gets easier, but can handle it better, you know. And when you have, and and what I did is I distracted myself a lot. Um, and that's why I think that I do very good work. I, um, you know, when I wake up first thing in the morning, I always think of my girls. It, it's in your brain a hundred all the time. So what I'd have to do is get, I wake Still up. Still to this day. Oh yes. I wake up this morning. What can I do to get, because the sad part is I had a friend passed away not too long ago and his brother said, uh, 
very nice thing about him saying that his everything was in order um, in his life when he passed away. Myself, I don't find, and I'm a very organized fella and um, perfectionist and everything. My life isn't. Um, you have complete. to live with the fact that your life's not in order. Exactly, and it's uh, and and it, it's challenging. Mm. And uh, um, I have a box of all the documents and everything, but I would rather not let my girls read that when I pass away more so that I can rekindle a relationship before I go. And, and I, I can't um, imagine how, you know, I, I, I want this to be a happy ending uh, for you. And I mean, I hope that we're in the middle of the story still. Oh, exactly. That's the way I look at it too, is that um, <laughs> counselors always said when girls get older, they'll, um, you know, 2030s, once they start having kids, um, they start to look for their dad a little bit more. Um, and that's what I'm hoping for. Um, millennials might be a little different because yeah. um, they uh, broke the mold, didn't they? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm hoping now maybe the 30s, you know, and because people are are having kids later and stuff like that. Yeah, so you have hope, but it seems to be realistic oh, hope. Oh, um, definitely. Um, it. Uh, my youngest, like I say, she came around from the time she was 13 to 19. Um, and I know a lot of it was just for monetary things and, and which was a bit of a shame, but, but that being said, you were okay with that though. Like, I mean, you talk about the love for a child. Yes. You're like, well, okay. Like with my granddaughter, I will buy her love. Like her, if if I can. (laughs) And, and, you know, and Bonnie, (laughs) my wife, she (laughs) kept me aware of that, you know, because the nice thing is I had Bonnie in the background kind of. Steering you and warning you. Exactly. Giving me the reality. She was your co-pilot. Yes, very much so, and still is. And it, uh, um, just knowing that um, that I don't jump in too deep, and so that I would get hurt. You Did know? your stepdaughter and your daughter connect well during those years? Yes, and it was very heartbreaking when my youngest ran away again. It was heartbreaking night, for, Savannah. for Savannah. Oh yeah, she had a big sister now, and we went to Disneyland together. We went to Mexico together. Wow, Savannah's well, what would be twenty. Seven, eight years different. So she looked oh, up to yes. Lisa. Yeah. And, and yeah. uh, that's and, a big deal when you've oh. got the seven year. My, my sister is seven years older than me. Yeah. And she was my hero. When my sister would take me like downtown to regatta in the summertime or things like that, that was one of the greatest things. Like, I'm, well, I'm 40, fucking 45 right now. Yeah. And I'm talking about when my sister yeah. would do that for me. Yeah. Um, your youngest must have been that way for Savannah. Um, definitely. They, they weren't that close. Like it was more like dinners when they come over. So they didn't, they weren't living together. No, but the but, hero worship for oh, the yes. younger oh, one. Yes, exactly. Yes. And <laughs> I mean, so, and all of a sudden then at 19, it was very sad. Um, my, I got a text from, I was trying to line up. What are we doing for your birthday? And sorry, uh, I don't want to see you. You got to respect that. And I went to her work and she went and hid and, and you can only chase so much, you know, it's like, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink, you know? And, uh, um, I never imagined that that was going on so badly, um, to the point that, um, she just right out of her life again. Yeah. Bonnie was kind of giving you that advice, but you didn't think it would be that exactly that stark of yes. a, cause Bonnie's saying, you know, she's using me and, you know, and, and I know, but at the same time I, I would buy a f- lovely yeah. fancy dinner to sit across from my daughter. Absolutely. You know, I, I understand and, that. And I think yeah. a lot of people out there who yeah. have that relationship with a child in their life um, would be able to identify with that and, 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 and kind of reconcile that with themselves yep. too. Yep, exactly. I feel that way. Um, have you and Savannah ever talked about this? Has Savannah ever expressed her kind of, Hey, how come this happened? And, and um, a little bit, not a lot though. Yeah. No. Um, she was disappointed that 
like she thought she had a sister and all of a sudden it was gone. And yeah, um, there's pictures of us, Lisa and Savannah and stuff, our Disneyland trip in the house and stuff. So, and um, they know that uh, it's a heartbreaking thing. Like it, not that we brush it under the table and like it always comes up. And, but um, what's kind of funny is um, I can now see what my, my daughter, Lisa is an Instagram influencer i believe okay yeah yeah so i have been able to see pictures of her on instagram and stuff like that and so i do get to see her now where like um, my oldest brianne she's got me blocked out really good i cannot uh what did she do for a living do you know um no i do not she you went don't. to queens to become a nurse she's a brilliant girl um i was so proud of her at grad she ended up with bursaries and mm -hmm. she was the valid victorian um there's a scholarship um at uh, Mount Bushri of her name on it and she started the Global Cafe there um, wow. just a brilliant girl and um, the sad part is I don't know what the heck she's doing okay that's a sad part and it's, yeah. it's of course sad that you don't know but let me ask you this are you proud of your girls oh definitely yes both of them you um, love all three of them you yeah. love your girls yes definitely yeah. all three of them oh all three of them you just yeah. got me in the heart there saying that yeah because I mean you know well, you throw they, Savannah they, in there too and well, I mean, just, well, just so Savannah's, proud of them sad part is, is Savannah's more of a daughter than my two because she has spent more time with me, um, you know, because um, now, like I say, I've been with Bonnie for 12 years and the girls rolling around, well, that a good relationship till kind of 10, you know. So. You said thank the Lord for that. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you had this big gap in your life and, 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 and that gap was, um, you know, not filled, but, but, you know, satisfied. Mm -hmm. Um you said thank the Lord for that. Is that a euphemism or is that or a, is that a, a simile or a, no? Is there real oh, no, no, spiritual? I'm, I'm, you got I'm some a, spiritual faith yes, there. Yes, yes, I know I'm going to heaven when I pass away, and I'll see my girls. I'll see my dad. And yeah. So you got a faith that is that is unshakable. Yes. Um, so. Now, I mean, we talk about faith uh, in the He Changed It app. We talk about all the different fitnesses. You know, there's your mental fitness, there's yep. your emotional fitness, there's your physical fitness, um, but then we talk about your spiritual fitness um, or your soul fitness. And, and I mean, to that, everybody has their own different kind of a, a definition of what that is because we're all exactly. unique and we yeah. all find different truths in different places. Um, that being said, how important was your faith? Did you have your faith before this started? I know you went to counseling and stuff right away, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, success leaves clues, survival leaves clues, going to counseling right away is good. Reading yeah. some of these books is good. Did you have your faith right away or was that something that developed and you found when you were kind of in that no, rock I bottom had place? before. Yep. And both Bonnie and I, uh, or Bonnie, my ex, Bev, sorry, um, we um, both were Christians and yeah. that was um, the way we brought up our girls. And uh, it, um, yeah, it's always, um, well, not always, it wasn't until um, Estevan, Saskatchewan. I met a couple of my good buddies, Randy and Oral. They prayed immensely for me and I one day got up in church and, uh, and I've been a Christian. So. How old were you when that happened? 26 maybe so you're a man yeah yeah you're a man at that point and, yeah. and i mean you know it's funny um i always talk to people about i get into philosophical conversations with 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 people around me so much and and we i talk about i talk about religion versus faith you know and then sometimes those two things are different and and um but i mean you know you talk about faith and then you think you have it 
until the shit hits the fan. Yep. And then and then it gets tested. And oh, then you very gotta, much so. And then you got to say, oh, is this real? Yeah. Does this hold up? Why would you know, God do it's this? Like, whoa, whoa, man. And then yeah. there can be the blame game. Yeah, like, exactly. I, oh, yeah. hey, I showed faith in you. Why are you like, like it's, that kind of conversation yeah. starts. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's like riding, you know, I got faith in this bridge. But then you start walking on the bridge yep. and, 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 you know, you hear it creaking a little bit and do you have, um, were there ever to any times during this, the darkest times where your faith, um, was questioned, uh, where, where, where you're like, is this enough? Is this the right? Is this like, I mean, you got went to some pretty dark places during this. Yes. Was um, your faith ever tested? Um, definitely tested, but I, I didn't let it, um, break it because, um, more so in the, like, I had to keep going because I didn't want my girls to see me. Um, well, more so what my ex was saying for the girls to see that true. Do you know what I mean? So I had to be the better man. Um, you did not want to make what your ex was saying true, true. in any way, shape, or form. form. Exactly. Yes. And so um, that's why I um, made a point of going to the counseling and made a point of reading these books. I was like, like, I'm not a reader, believe me. I, like I'm a Mason. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I, um, I had trouble loading your app, but I did load it. So okay. <laughs> and things like that. But so, um, that's going to be easier in future iterations of the app. We're still at startup phase, but no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just a dumb player. <laughs> but, um, it just, um, I couldn't let her let them know that that's right. That, you know, your dad, like I, I didn't want to be crying in the corner and broken man or whatever. And so it just, and, and, but the biggest, like, like I say, the, like I, I listened and tried to listen to the counselors, read this book, um, different books too. There's another doctor, Randy Rand was a very, another fellow that we, my lawyer and I reached out to as well. And Dr. Altman, who did the psychiatric evaluation on our family, I'd reach out to these people. We had to pay huge money for this. Um, and so I thought, why not take advantage of their, like, this is what they do for livings. You know, there's, um, and well, and, and let's talk about the money for a second. You've spent over a hundred thousand dollars trying to keep your girls in your life. Oh, definitely in court costs and, and, and yep. in, in, yep. in truths and counseling and all yes. of these things. Yes. Um, you put your money where your mouth is, you know, yep. and, and I mean, uh, um, you basically went until you had to accept the fact that this is the reality Exactly. Now, obviously, the tools that you were gaining along the way with the spiritual help, with the, uh, the 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 doctors, the counseling, the reading of the books, all that that helped you when you finally did face that reality. It's, it's done. Was there one moment where you said acceptance is here, or was acceptance something that uh, evolved? There was one point because again, every time I went to court, it was I won. I like I say, it, like not that you anybody won, quote unquote, exactly. yeah, not yeah, that anybody yeah. won. I didn't no, um, no, but on paper, um, it's yes, like, I okay, got joint custody, joint guardianship. My lawyer and I left high five and you know, all right, I'm going to see my Get girls. My girls back. Oh, thank God. Exactly. But then, so then we did that and then found out that the girls, they don't still want to see me, even though the judge says they're supposed to and everything. They don't want to see me. And the then the next step was an appeal. And that was going to be another 30 grand and Bonnie and I, cause the nice thing was, is like this, well, this took years. If like, as much as it sounds like a short story, but, um, 
you get court dates. You got to wait four months before you get to see them. And then another six months. And and it just, so this was a two year, almost a two year process. And um, the nice thing was, is I had Bonnie and uh, um, the sad part was for a little bit, she was financing me. Um, and uh, that's why it took me so long to marry her. Cause I talk about pride. We talk about <laughs> what we talk about, like we yeah. talk about the male ego yeah. and, and, yeah. and, and how we have to beat that thing into submission sometimes and allow ourselves to be loved, yeah. allow ourselves to be taken care of. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, this yeah. from, a, from again, the bridge, you tested it. You, you actually had it happen. It's nice to be able to say it, but you yeah. actually had to, you humbled yourself in ways that astound me, Ian. I appreciate that. I, 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 I'm inspired by the way that you were able to, cause you are, you're a big, strong dude, uh, Mason artist, um, phenomenal, phenomenal craftsman. You are a craftsman. And I mean, that's not a word that I throw on easily these days. I take a lot of pride in what I do. Yeah. yeah. And you had to humble yourself and accept a lot of shit. Yeah. And, and I, I, that right there is astounding to me. Um, that must've been really difficult, but I want to go back to that moment. So there was a moment you said, and we, um, like I say, it was then going to be another, um, 30 grand to do an appeal. And again, we probably thought we would win. And then the next step was to fight to take the girls away from uh, their mother. And I didn't like that she was taking them away from me. So I didn't want to take them away from her. So you that, had a move where like it could be uh, facilitated by the, by, by the authorities. Yes. That you would have two not very happy girls. Yes. But they would be awarded to you. And you had a move that you could have executed, executed. to make that happen. Yes. And you chose at that point not to. And this is the moment you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Cause, um, they didn't, like I say, I, I didn't like Talk what about every counselor said was that they should have both parents. Right. So, um, and that's what every, you know, that's girls need their dads. They need their mothers. They, and, um, and that's why when you go through this right away, there's a course that you're, you take for, um, divorce with kids or whatever. And you have to, that course exists. I didn't know that that yeah, course there existed. There is a course that you have to take. And, uh, and, and so I, I didn't want to, Yank, you know, cause it, I didn't like the girls not being with me. And so, and then that's when you just have to say the reality of it is, and you walk away and be happy what you have. Cause by this time, um, I knew that I was very much in love with Bonnie and Savannah and, um, that was kind of <clears throat> there and that was the end. And then I went quite a while, um, doing what the court said, you know, forced visits and they'd come. And, and then finally my youngest did come around for a little bit at 13. Um, I was able to get her a job and, um, I have very fortunate buddy that owns a restaurant. I, you know, um, he said he'd hire her at 13 normally he doesn't hire them at till 16. Mm. And so then that way I got to see my daughter. You know, and, I know where I'm going for lunch. Yeah, I know where exactly, I'm going for, exactly, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, <laughs> and, and, and the nice thing was, is, and at first I really thought it was, and, 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 and I truly believe now too, like we had some very good moments, like her and I golfed together there and, um, we went on trips together there, there was time she was laughing. So I know there is good memories there, but, um, the sad part about it is it's a um, bit of a loyalty bind for her if she's happy with me mm -hmm. and can make her mom unhappy or whatever. So, 
You it, uh, you have a you have a, an understanding as to the difficult spot that they're in. It, it, and I still to this day, it's not my girl's fault, you know. Um, and I, it's nothing they did. Um, they were young. They were manipulative. They're I mean, that's probably not the right word, but um, you believe that they had wool pulled over their eyes. Exactly, and, and, and aimed well, aimed in the direction of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of 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 something that wasn't well, true, and and um, had another side so of the story. Though they were, they're in a loyalty bind uh, more so than anything. If they showed loyalty to me, it was disloyal. They felt it was disloyal to their mom, and the counselor mentioned that in well the psychiatric evaluation. And so these girls were in a bind because if they showed affection to me, it made their mother mad. They're in and, a no-win situation. Exactly. So they made yes. the best of it, and they and went with the what to the survive. dog or the they're horse trying that to brought, survive. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, and just like everybody. Well, there are guys going through this right now, and and yeah. and that point, I think, because um, I mean, the tendency for us guys sometimes is to squeeze so tight so we can win. <laughs> and and in that, that's egoic right there because if we're thinking about what we're winning and you think about the psyche of the the small creatures that we love so much that won't win. Yeah. And um, that is a, a tremendous insight that I think that is food for thought for guys who are going through this stuff. Yeah, I am um, very jealous of different friends of mine that said they can sit down and bottle of wine with their wife and divvy things up and, you know, and they all get to see their kids and, you know, and that's the way it should be. You know, yeah. sometimes people can't cohabitate and you got to go your different ways. Well, that's modern like, family now. I mean, yeah. I, like I look, I'm a 45 year old granddaughter, uh, grandfather yeah. as if to the, to the most amazing little three year old, as a result of modern family mm-hmm. um, and, and modern family can be beautiful. And, and, and you talk about, um, you know, uh, shattered glass can be also a stained glass mural. It can be turned into something beautiful and, and modern family can be that way. My hope for you, my prayer for you, all of that, my manifesting for you is that you will discover that modern family and your girls will come back to your life at some point. Yep. Um, let's say you get hit by a bus tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and your girls actually receive the documents, all of the things. Okay. And they actually decide for whatever reason to open them and to read those things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, will they be shocked by what they read? Um, the sad part is I don't think so. I think their mothers filled them in on a lot of things. Um, because dealing with my youngest, um, the one psychologist, as far as they were concerned, didn't know anything. And so, um, yes, I think they will be shocked. Yes. No, because I, they yeah. will see not I, just from you talking about it. They'll see in legalese exactly. the other side of the story. Exactly. And yes. you think there will be a bunch of things that they'll be like. Oh, oh we didn't know that. Shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it will be one of those things where. um It'll be too late because you got hit by a bus yesterday or yep. tomorrow or whatever. Exactly. Right. And and I mean, that's one possible outcome of this story. Because um, I'll give you a prime example. And, and they will not know things because um, on Easter's, I used to sneak up to the house and put Easter eggs all in the front garden. Oh, my God. You're breaking my heart. And, um, <laughs> and I'd do that at about five in the morning and then I would leave. And then the sad part is when Lisa and I got to communicate and again when she was 13 to 19 i'd ask her oh did you like the easter egg stuff and she'd never saw it so oh my god 
And so I don't know if mom went and took it in the back and said she brought it or what the deal was, but um, Lisa didn't know a thing about it. So that, yes, there will be things because I, um, I made quite a comprehensive and you journaled it out as part yes. of your counseling. You've journaled yeah. this. Yes. And to, to get it out of you, to heal, heal to do the right things, things, to to get your mind and your heart in the right place. Exactly. Yes. And, and, and if they get that and they read that, I mean, what if I think about, I think about like, if I'm estranged, my dad and I were estranged for, for, for a few years, he went through his own battle. If you want to, if you want to listen to the podcast, I've had him on and we've talked about it. He had anger issues. Right. And I, I used to think about if he died along the way and, and, and some of these unresolved things didn't, weren't resolved. I used to think about that and it would keep me up at night sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, my bucket of that is nowhere near the, the, the chasm of, 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 of material that you have in that same yeah. vein and, and these girls have. And, and, and I just, and that's what bothers me. If I pass away, I'm worried that the girls, um, if they'll, and at least I, maybe in my heart, I hope they'll feel remorse because they didn't get to reconcile, you know? Um, I, and I would like to reconcile before I pass away so that, um, that they didn't, Go, oh, geez, what could we have? have? You and know it's not mean? just putting your life in order. It's because you love your girls. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And it, um, yeah, I just, like I say, I wake up every day thinking maybe I will get that call. I, every birthday, every Christmas, I send an email. I have old email addresses. I don't know if they see them or not. Um, but you faithfully do it anyway, just yes, with exactly. blind yes. faith, hoping. Yep. And, and again, that was through a counselor that said, you know, just keep the message the same. Miss you, love you, would love to see you. And uh, that's, that's, and I just open one day they'll come around. Um, this is a sad story. You dealt with it in a very productive way. You dealt with, you know, and that's, that's the measure of, of a man. That's how we deal with the things that come down the pike. Um, there are guys out there right now who are burying this shit. Mm-hmm. They're going yeah. through it and they're burying it. And they're pushing it down and they're, de- they're, they're in denial about it. Uh, they're drinking, they're smoking, they're fucking, they're doing things that are, that are unproductive, d- destructive even mm-hmm. <laughs> to the situation. And, um, you know, guys who hear this right now, um, what's your advice for them? My biggest advice would be to try to, I, I really think the counseling helped me and the friendship, like reach out to people and talk. And and like, that was one thing that really stands out in my head the most is that that bottle scenario. Yeah. Um, if that bottle gets too full, it wants to pop. And then that's when you do stupid things and, you know, scream at the X or whatever, when you shouldn't and things like that. And so I think the biggest thing is, is yeah. Um, talk about it. Um, if you can, cause, and don't like, I was very fortunate. Um, and the way things have changed, the counseling that I got to was through, uh, it wasn't very expensive anyway. Um, oh, there are con- lots of wherever, whatever community you're in, yeah. chances are there's some sort of, um, you know, inexpensive counseling route yes. of some sort. Yeah. Cause once, um, my wife and I split up, then the counseling got a whole bunch more cause the insurance wasn't paying for it. And yeah. so, but so, um, and then even, I guess the biggest thing is, um, and I still, I haven't seen Ellen in about a year now, but because of pandemic and all this, but every so often I just, uh, cause she knows she's met my girls. She saw the trauma and everything like that. So that's why I go see her and, uh, release it. And, 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 and I'm very fortunate. I have a lot of good friends, um, 
that are willing to listen and uh, they know my story. And and the crazy thing is like, I've had to ask many of them at the time for character references. So a lot of them know the story very well and understand and um, surround yourself around good people. And uh, that helps a ton. And well, and that weathers the storm, right? Yes, definitely. I, Keep I, busy. Um, I found that um, working a lot for me. Oh, so um, don't become lethargic. Don't be sitting alone yeah, and exactly get, get up and get your it. hands busy doing something. Yes. Whatever it is. Exactly. Work, I, I fortunate uh, I had I put it into work. Yeah. And uh, because. Um, Did you become a better Mason because of this? Um, I don't know. I, I was pretty good before. <laughs> <laughs> maybe did a couple extra jobs that you wouldn't have done otherwise. Exactly. A busier Mason, maybe. Busier, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I, Your work is gorgeous. I've been very fortunate. I, uh, I enjoy my job immensely. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, I like my job as much as it's beat up my body over the years. I still enjoy it. And uh, um, it, it's, it's a great trade. And uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, talking earlier, I told you the time was slippery. There we go. It's almost done. Um, I do want to finish with one, um, one point here. Um, I'm astounded by, I know how I feel about my granddaughter. Okay. And so I know that you and I are kindred and we're kindred with any other man who's ever loved a small child, whether they've come from their loins, whether they've come from the loins loins, whether it's through modern family, anytime you've got that bond with a child like that. And it, we're kindred with many, many other men right now. And we know that feeling and you can't really even describe it. But if I just talk about it right now, you're, oh yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> okay. Um, I know how much you love your girls. And I know that because even just talking to you off camera and, and, and how it beams out of you still, and you haven't talked to them in friggin' forever and it still beams out of you mm -hmm. and how much you love them. Yeah. Um, the thing that touches me is a little earlier in this, in this conversation, you get hit by a bus tomorrow What's the concern? And yeah, your life is in, not in order. Okay, whatever. You're dead. You don't know that. Mm -hmm. But the feeling that you're feeling, the fear or the trepidation that they will either learn something or have unresolved issues for the rest of their lives, that trumps even that kindred feeling of how a man feels for the, the child in the life. You care for them so much that that is your overarching reason that you want reconciliation it's even yeah. more than the love you have would you buy it if you could sure you'd buy it oh, of course you would yeah. that's selfish yeah but you care and you, you said it earlier you care more for them for the rest of their lives once you're gone and and that to me shows true love well, they're your kids. You always, you'll, you'll have it. And anybody that has a kid knows that. And, and I've had friends that have lost them and I've seen the heartbreak that they've had when they've had that. And I'm. Cause you can't fix it at that point. Nope. Exactly. And where at least I still have a little hope. And that's what keeps going is that, um, like I said, I've got two very good friends that have lost their kids and that were young and they don't have the chance I still have. And so I hope, and that I, and that's part of having faith too, is that one day that they will come around and, uh, and you just got to hope and keep praying that it will happen. Yeah. So here's the question, Ian. Yeah. If you could say anything to your daughters right now, what would it be? I love you. I miss you. And I would love to see you. Um, and that has never changed. It'll always be. And it's just the way it is. Yeah. They're my girls. Yeah. And uh, hopefully one day they will come around. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, 
I know that wasn't easy for you to do this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know your love for them because um, I experience it in my life. And uh, there's that saying, a fisherman can always recognize another fisherman. Mm -hmm. I've used that in a few different scenarios. This is a beautiful one. It's a tragic one. Um, my hope and my faith is that this turns into something for you that ends up being that beautiful stained glass made out of broken colored pieces of glass. I really hope that for you, Ian. Um, I just want to say thank you very much for being open and honest and, and um, taking this story of yours and, and, and using it to help others. And that was the whole reason why you agreed to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you're like cameras and my, like you were not, you're like, I've never done this before. I didn't know. Now, first off, I'm just going to say this before the cameras shut off. Fucking good job, buddy. <laughs> this was this was awesome. Good. You were uh, phenomenal on here, um, and I know that I I had to kind of nudge you a little bit that it was going to work out, and it really really did. And I just want to say thank you so much for being vulnerable and for teaching that being vulnerable is the way to go if you want to be able to get past things like this. Thank mm -hmm. you, Ian. I can't thank you enough for this. Well, this would be a great uh, thing that you're doing here with the app and everything. So that's mm -hmm. why I thought I'd part of it because um yeah like i say i've got a few friends i'm helping right now privately and hopefully it can help a few other people and uh hopefully nobody has to go through this that i went through well and if yeah. they do uh they go through it stronger yep and uh it feels good to be the one that carves the path through the jungle so we can help lead people and their journey through the jungle is a little easier and i think no, um, that's a yep. universal man thing yep. that i think a lot of guys feel and I just um, thank you for being that guy, Ian. I appreciate it. Like, and I get excited when people call me and ask me about it because for some reason I had to go through this crap and maybe this is the reason to help other people. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they go by quick. That's another episode of, of HeCast again. Uh, if you know of anybody who might be going through something like this, please share this with them, uh, this conversation. Um, huh. Hey, I'm going to throw this out there. Um, if anybody knows Ian's girls, please share this with them. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, uh, this is what he changed is all about guys helping other guys, um, using the experiences, both good and bad things that we learned. Success leaves clues, uh, surviving leaves clues. And I just want to, uh, talk about how grateful I am for a second. Thank you for so much for this community that is rapidly growing. Thank you so much for, uh, everybody who's already been an early adopter of the app who has already shared and subscribed and all that crap. Thank you so much. Um, I, uh, appreciate all of you. I appreciate all of our guests. And that is another episode of HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. My name is Mike Chisholm. Go change something. <laughs>